Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, here we go. And our little second leg here of our post-divisional weekend podcast. We talked about Mayo Monday and the coach's first official interview on WEEI after his introduction a few days ago. Now, Andy, let's get to the two things I'm most interested in non-patriots wise well one is patriot wise the other is not patriot let's go first with a little segment i'm calling who are we talking to uh who are you talking to there guy so the new england patriots have uh interviewed thus far i believe four defensive coordinator candidates them being tim Laca- uh tim labaku or lakabu oh that guy uh from the that carolina line Linebackers coach from uh, the Panthers. Yeah, Christian Parker, Boston college defensive coordinator. Correct. Uh, Christian Parker, former Broncos secondary coach. Michael Hodges, Saints linebackers coach. And an internal candidate, Demarcus Covington, Patriots defensive line coach from the past season, who also has worked uh, at the Senior Bowl. Uh, no, he was actually one of the coaches at the East West Shrine Bowl, a defensive coordinator there. I, I, I It was not the Reese's Senior Bowl with Jim Nagy. It was the other one, uh, okay, which was great. It was, it was one of them, one of those bowls. Special teams, they have uh, spoke to or spoken with or about to speak with. Uh, there's been Marquise Williams of Atlanta, Jeremy Springer of the Rams, and Thomas McGoey, I want to say, or Thomas McGoffey, McGahey, him, uh, from the New York Football Giants. I don't know how you pronounce the guy's name. Well, it's I MC. want no part of him. You know why? Because he was tied to the Giants for a while. Was Is he tied to Joe Judge? Uh, oh, that's an interesting question. I don't know if he was a new hire brought in with Dayball, if he was a friend of Martindale, uh, what his story is. But I, I, I don't want to go there either. He could be a due diligence interview for all we know. And as far as offensive coordinators go, 
This is probably the one that is of the greatest interest to all people because the Patriots didn't score a lot of points last year, and we are hoping they actually start doing that again. They are speaking to Nick Cayley, which has Andy super excited because he's been banging the drum for Nick Cayley, former New England Patriots tight ends coach and offensive assistant who was with the organization for seven years. Seven! Before departing last year to go to the Los Angeles Rams, where he coached tight ends there for a particular year. So there's another coach where you get a little bit of that McVay with the McVay cologne, McVay adjacent, as we say here on the pod. And the other one that will be interviewed on Tuesday, Zach Robinson, quarterbacks coach for the last couple of years for the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I would like to share this little nugget, Andy, for uh, if you had a chance to read it, terrific. If not, then good. We could all learn a little something. And for the audience at large, our pal Taylor Kyles, who's been kind enough to join Mike Cadlick for our weekly uh, Patriots media chat several times. Taylor does an awesome job as the Patriots beat reporter for Patriots CLNS and used to work for Pat's pulpit in next gen. He got this from uh, Jordan Rodriguez, Jordan Rodriguez, uh, uh, who covers the Rams. Uh, she said, quote, Zach is basically in charge of this recent Rams QB renewal program, a la Baker and Wentz. He is the one they most worked with in terms of his call experience. He did two preseason games this year. He was also in the mix for the Chargers OC job last year, and many in the Rams building thought he would get it, but then Kellen Moore became available. As for Nick Cayley, Nick is all energy all the time and a very good teacher. They have this fifth-round rookie, T.E., who looks like he could be a bonafide dude for them. That's a lot of Nick's work. I'm less certain about his play call experience, but he attacks everything with a ton of enthusiasm. So, to me, right there, those are two good interviews to start with. We don't know if he's going to bring in Troy Brown or Wes Welker. Your guy, Shane Shane Waldron from the Seahawks, is off the board. He will now be calling plays, likely for Caleb Williams, uh, the first overall draft pick who will be quarterbacking the Chicago Bears. Uh, So between those two, Andy, sounds to me like as much as we want Nick Haley to get a kick at the can because worked with McDaniels, familiar with Belichick, been around for a while, coached the tight ends during the Super Bowl run. Dante Scarnecchia was a fan of his as well, explaining to myself and others that the tight end coach is so intricately tied to the offensive line, the quarterback, the running backs, the receivers. Tight ends need to know everything, so that's why they make great game callers. Uh, but quarterbacks do as well because they were the ones in Zach Robinson's, a former college quarterback. Between the two, do you have a favorite, and are there any other candidates you would like to see brought in? So Nick Cayley's my favorite just because I like the fact that he was here mm-hmm. with um, the staff and he think he knows the organization. I think he is not necessarily i mean he showed he's not a belichick guy he left he he went mm-hmm. for greener pastures and pursued other opportunities and got a sampling of the mcveigh tree that most people are so hot to get a part of and um, that was a good offense this year by the way their offensive yeah. line improved good tight ends i mean and obviously i mean who everyone that was working with stafford and puka nakua holy smokes if you are if you want to go young but have some ties i like it now i know some people are painting the possibility that these interviews could end up a little bit like Clem interviewing for the offensive coordinator job. And you could end up with multiple guys that you interviewed that maybe Kaylee would be an assistant to Zach Robinson or whatever, that they could be some sort of package duo. Mm. Um, I'd take that too. Um, I think you're getting into new young minds and I don't hate that idea. And 
but I would lean towards Kaylee. You know, the, the whole play calling experience, you can't get experience calling plays until you call plays. Like it just, there has to be a first somewhere. There's Mike McDaniel, mm-hmm. like all these guys need to go out on their own at some point and call plays. So that now do I wish he'd been calling plays for two years? Yeah. Cause I would have yeah. given him the play calling mm-hmm. duty. But if that were the case, Bill Belichick might still be the head coach of the New England Patriots. I think this whole last couple of years might have played out differently. You may not have had Gerard Mayo talking about Mac's confidence being broken and everything that's happened to Mac. In, like, but that that's water under the Foxborough Bridge there in the uh, Neponset River, that little teeny brook that passes by road, the access road there. Um, I, I do like you. I do like the point that you that you highlight here. They are getting into new, developing, brighter, young football it. minds. It's it's not just it's not retread city. They're looking to like again, just like Gerard Mayo said, we're going to be a game plan attack. However, we'll do things a little differently now. I am going to lean on analytics, but I'm also going to trust my gut. It's okay. Like some th- again, it goes like I feel like this is my new favorite thing to say, but two things can be true at once. It, it's like you can still like revere what Josh McDaniels did. But also weave in things that the Mike McDaniels and the and the Sean McVeighs and some newer coordinators with different uh, motion based attacks will do as well. Uh, last offseason, Nick Cayley interviewed for the OC position with the Jets. They went with Aaron Rodgers' buddy Nate Hackett. That didn't work out for them at all. He interviewed for the Houston Texans. One they went with Bobby Slowick. That did work out for them as well. But of course, they had, as Mayo mentioned earlier the talent to execute the game plan. And they're on a, they're on a track for a brighter future with CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, um, and the rest of their young developing offense. The one thing you did not mention on this list, uh, Mm -hmm. that Gerard did bring up in his meeting with the Greg Hill show crew this morning is that the Belichick's do have an open invitation to return. He confirmed that they could be back here or if they want to go with their dad, he understands that Mm -hmm. too. Um, now that's also, uh, assuming their dad finds a job because that's not quite the sure thing that it once appeared. I, to that was going to be our um, next topic. And that, that is very interesting to me. And very but you could see Bill Belichick. Now I know Mike Reese has reported if Bill Belichick, uh, excuse me, if Steve Belichick stayed that he might be in an assistant head coach role. I said, I um, said that last week. No one, but I also want to know what that means. Is he calling right. plays? I don't really care about the title. Titles are fine. Nothing wrong with them as the great. Do you Bill think Belichick he'd, uh, so do you think it would be like, he'd be, Defensive coordinator, like, like, would it be like assistant head coach in name and yeah. it would be Steve and Gerard calling defense together? Would they give Steve the assistant head coach and he would do defense with Demarcus Covington so they don't lose somebody like that who they like? Yeah. I think Jamarcus Covington, if if he stays, I think Demarcus Covington could be the defensive coordinator. I think Gerard Mayo, I mean, uh, Steve Belichick could be the assistant head coach defense. I think Steve Belichick could call the plays. Now, maybe we get some... Oh, is Covington doing it in the third preseason game? Some of those old Belichickian ways of getting guys involved. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Gerard would oversee it. I think actually it would be very similar, except Gerard would become Bill Belichick. And then Covington and Belichick would be the guys that are like day-to-day operations, meeting-to-meeting operations, running the defense. And I like it. it. Don't hate it at all. No problem with it. No problem at all. Um, It's certainly the more stable side of the ball both in personnel and in terms of coaching like I think people are going to be surprised if the defense stinks next year if we're not talking about the defense being the strength of the team it will be surprising because coaching continuity I think some more scheme continuity 
getting Matthew Judon back, getting Christian Gonzalez back, Christian Barmore going in a contract year. I think there's a lot of reasons to believe it'll almost be stunning if the defense isn't the strength of the team, isn't a pretty good unit next year. Isn't as good, if not even a little bit better. And holy, yeah. holy mackerel, the offense has nowhere to go but up after last season. Right. You got to uh, close I, the gap. I'd like to go on the record and say, go pack. I, I <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'd like to go on the record and say that if Bill Belichick does not get a job, I really, really hope Steve Belichick stays because I, I think it would be great. Yeah, I do. I do because I think a you and I as fans of theatra and the drama therein of sports in the modern world would love to see nothing more than not only Bill Belichick coaching Atlanta if he's going to take a head coaching job. Coaching to try to get that 300 and something win in past Shula next year against the Patriots and to have Steve stay and have it be the Belichick bowl on top of it. I mean, can you get better regular season ratings, drama, storylines, narratives, and more? Plus, I think he's done a terrific job. I think he's been a bit underrated. Uh, and so having Steve Belichick, who, as we've noted here, gets along very well. Mayo said during his Mayo Monday appearance, once again, they have a terrific relationship. They get along super well. I love knowing that they're key, like that. They got a little brosif uh, action going on there. That's great. Um, I don't know about the special team coordinators. All I know is that they're trying to bring in somebody else and it's not going to be Cam Accord and Joe Judge. As long as they don't suck as bad as last year, that's fine. Defensive coordinator, keep funneling through that. You know, here's the one thing. Whoever's the coordinator you know Mayo's going to have quite the say in it, having been involved in the play calling and the development of the defense the last couple of years. So I would trust that an all that a Pro Bowl linebacker like himself, a Super Bowl champion, and now play caller would have um, solid input in how the defense works. And so just what to we, clarify, yeah, um, yeah. Mayo made it quite clear it's his staff. He then said, well, you know, Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh are helping me do some interviews and go with some stuff. But he made it quite clear that he is picking his coaching staff. He will be hiring an offensive mm -hmm. coordinator. He will be hiring the defensive assistants and all that. This he There'll be no gray area. Oh, Robert made Bill take Bill O'Brien, and he didn't want him, and then Bill pushed back by not allowing Bill O'Brien. But I heard Jonathan and Robin Glazer are picking no. all the players. No, this is um, this Gerard made it clear. This is his coaching staff that he's putting together. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, you damn tootie. Yeah, that's exactly how it should if be. If you expect me to make dinner, give me the sous chefs I want. Yep, yep exactly. Yeah, you can't cook dinner without, you know, being able to shop for all the groceries. Thank how you, do you spell Parcells. sous chef? Uh, S O U S. Sous is in under. S. It's the French for under. S O U S. Sous. So, like, when you cook something, uh, just a little something else for fun. Not that you necessarily care, but since we got into the culinary world, sous vide is to cook underwater. At a low temperature for a long period of time. Anyway, you're welcome. Won't I guess, drown? Guess who watched Top Chef? To no, to the food. Damn it! All right, this is now going like the Titan Explorer. Yeah, now you've derailed your own podcast again, you son of a bitch. Uh, last thing, real quick. Um, uh, the latest on Belichick. So it seemed like there was an awful lot of momentum building for Bill Belichick last week. Like second interview, Boomer Siason, Belichick to Atlanta is going to happen. We were all preparing to hear about it like Thursday night or Friday morning before divisional weekend. Belichick is the kind of guy, though, I believe, that would not want to derail or take away from, steal the thunder or spotlight from 
uh, Mayo's intro. No, Divisional Weekend, because he respects the NFL, the Shield, the logo, the history so much. But now all of a sudden, there's been a bunch of other interviews. Mm. And are is that, are they checking Rooney Rule boxes? Are they like, did Bill ask for too much money? Did Bill say like, yeah, I don't like Rich McKay and everyone, anyone else who has input. Like, I want the whole thing to myself. And Arthur Blank's like, you know, gee whiz, Bill. Like, I, I really want to work with you. It seems like you'd be great, but like, Wow, that's an awful lot, guy. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think it's Rooney rule boxes because, you know, Joe Brady doesn't check a box for anybody or some of these younger guys that they've been. And they have run the gamut from Harbaugh Vrabel to Joe Brady to Slowick. Like young up and comers, the whole. Uh, char- what's the name of the, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles? Is it uh, Brian Charles Johnson? Jo- Brian Johnson, not Ben. Not ben. Get rid of. Yeah. So, right. I mean, you have Bill Bellett, you know, Everybody jumped on the Belichick versus Brady idea of Mm -hmm. vying for the job, Joe Brady and Bill Belichick, because it's fun. (laughs) Belichick, Brady. Um, But I I do think there's a chance because that power structure is um, um, multi-layered, multifactorial, as Theo Epstein might say, uh, in Atlanta. I could see Bill balking at that, even though people talk about he has a great relationship with Rich McKay and a history with Rich McKay. Um, I find it hard to believe he wants to answer to a GM, a team president, a head of football operations. Like, no, 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 I'm Bill effing Belichick. Maybe it still happens. I know Florio has reported that there's also teams still considering that have head coaches uh, moving on from theirs. And I know people are saying, well, the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Could it be Sean McDermott's time is up in Buffalo? Mm. Will that, you know, we've joked about it, wanting to see it. Yeah, I don't. And you know, know that's where Bill would. You know, Andy. You know Belichick as well as anyone that used to work for the team or who didn't. You know, and I'm not saying like Fitzy. Are you saying you want to see Bill Belichick make it the Buffalo Bill Belt? No, I'm not saying that's what I want to see. But you have to know that he would love to coach the. <laughs> that he would love to coach the Bills because there's probably some sort of like let me stick it right where Robert likes to wear it. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, and, and I think if this report is true that he's done with, quote, big media markets, Buffalo's not a huge media market. I think he would love Bill's Mafia. He talked about the passion of Patriot Nation. I think he would enjoy the passion of running into a Bill's Mafia guy at the, the gas station when he's picking up, you know, milk on the way home. I, I think Bill could. And he's had an affinity ever since he said he didn't get the infatuation with Josh Allen. He has seemingly been infatuated with Josh Allen and how good he is. And and I think he could like playing with Josh Allen. And if he gets the Josh Allen we've seen the last two weeks, the one that doesn't do dumb things, doesn't turn the ball over, just makes plays all over the field with his big body and his big arm. I think Bill would love it in Buffalo. And yes, mm-hmm. I think there would be some gravy of twice a year. I get to beat Robert Kraft. I get to go to Robert Kraft's house and show him my that my Mayans can beat hisins no matter what. Um, not yeah. Mayans in Mexico. His, his right, team, right, right, right. Yeah, different thing. That would be, um, that would be a little too Machu Picchu. But I'd also like to accept here. Uh-huh. I've accepted this. I wrote about it a little bit in my Sunday Seven. I think it's now becoming a realistic possibility that the music stops and all the these coaching candidates sit down and Bill's like, "Hey, um, how did I? Are there any chairs you- left? Because I don't wear bears." Bears, get me a damn chair, Bears. Um, okay, well, if that's the case, if that happens, and I agree with you. Um, which I didn't think was a possibility. I thought for sure he'd find, even if it were a limited pool, I thought for sure he'd find a job. Now I don't know. The man would definitely make the Bills, the Eagles, the Cowboys better and greater competitors in legitimate Super Bowl threats, yep. yet all seem content to hold on to the current coach who content continues to, to fall word. short. 
it's it's I, well i mean if uh, maybe not content or just willing uh resigned willing. resign willing. willing and resigned okay yes. he would absolutely make all of them better competitors there's a chance he wouldn't where do you think what would he do for that let's say he's forced to sit out a year what would he do for that year oh tv I think he's interested in TV. From what I've heard, he's interested in TV. He's even talked to people about how to make himself more um, valuable or approachable for television. Oh, yeah. These conversations to Rico when he was raving about the Super Bowl appearance, which is now like a decade old. But, you know, they watched film together and Bill was Mm -hmm. all in on it. I think he would do TV for a year because you don't want to go to die. You know, you can do TV and get better offers at more money next year having sat out even though you'll be 72 years old and at the yeah, end Yeah, Sean Payton first, sat out a year and then next yeah. thing you know wham he's fine now I know Belichick That's what amazes me. Sean Payton can't hold Bill's jock and Sean Payton gets traded to the Broncos and like you some billionaire finds a way. Now maybe Bill doesn't want to dance with certain people, maybe he has mm-hmm. his own limitations, that could be a possibility but I feel like Bill at the combine the year when he said I can't believe there's no place in the NFL for Mike Shanahan. I feel the same way about Bill. I can't believe there are 32 teams and there's not going to be a seat for Bill Belichick somewhere next year. Uh, so between you know, the I five, don't think Bill's been great in recent years, but I, I, I do indeed. The number of but stiffs but that coach in this league, the, the, the boobs that are on the sideline week in and week out across this league. But of all the broadcast outlets where Belichick could go work, you have the ESPN, ABC combo, CBS, yep. Fox, NFL network, and Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Put him on ESPN with Rex Ryan. But can you? Oh, which would be oh, be amazing. But could you imagine? Give them their own show. Every other two-person shouting sports person show can kick rocks without socks. Give me Belichick and Rex Ryan just once a week, even for thirty minutes or an hour. It would be so awesome because ratings bonanza. Rex Ryan would yell things and like be all hot and bothered. And then Bill would say like four quiet words and Rex Ryan be like, "Yeah, you're right." Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The humbling. It would. The show should be called the humbling absolutely there you go you're welcome espn you're welcome again the six rings podcast is out ahead and in front of it as always although you know belichick would never say yes the person who would offer him the most money would be bezos probably because i don't think uh i don't think he i bet he's like familiar with the million dollar man everybody's Um, got a price wait hold on so um it's not actually a tv network how am i supposed to get this where do i watch myself again (laughs) Can you get that stream going? No, hey, not that one. The other stream. Hey, hey Bears, a new sitcom coming to the NFL Network this fall, starring Brian Cranston as Bill Belichick and the guy who played Phil Dunphy uh, from Modern Family as Bears and Jerry. Oh, I know who that is. Okay. See, there you go. Um, all right, real quick, Andy, let's just give the people, because um, they'll hear about us talking about it this week on the Rich Keefe Show. But right as we tail out of this, we're just coming off a very exciting divisional weekend. Three of the four games especially were excellent down-to-the-wire, last-minute finishes. Um, okay, Houston, you, you you did you did exactly as you were supposed to. Like, you made it to the dance. Good for you. You won a playoff game. But in the second half... thoroughly outclassed. Exactly. And LaMarvel has showed you exactly why he's arguably the best player in football right now and tough to root against and can just do things that no one else can do on the field. Yep. They have to be not only the favorite to come out of the AFC, but the favorite to win the Super Bowl with the way they played in that second half. Well, Saturday night in the logo. So whatever. There we go. Hey, yeah, if you buy it, the conspiracy into that, please. Tell I, me no, of course not. Okay. God. Cause I yelled at my Lord. wife over dinner last night for like 15 minutes about that. Uh, that sounds like a YP and not an MP. Well, I mean, oh, what you couldn't yell at someone in line waiting for a pizza, so you had to yell at your wife. We were waiting for wings, actually. But, you know, <laughs> um, 
do people actually believe it's rigged and fixed and there's no, thousands they're just of they're just looking place? no they're just looking for clicks quote tweet quotes and content that's all they're okay. looking for so yeah lamar Jackson's um, awesome the ravens are the team to beat yep uh saturday night the wrong team won um for like 50 i would say of the 50 60 minute game the packers were the better team for about 50 um at san least. francisco at least yeah they dominated um, yeah, they, you know, they they legitimately did. They should have been up by seven, 17 points. Instead, they lose a heartbreaker, 24-21. And as much as I want to give them their flowers and say, well, look at the youth movement. There's no one over the age of 30 on this team. All the receivers and tight ends are, are first and second year players. You don't always get opportunities like this. Dan Marino, and I, lesson one. Dan and I'll Marino. tell you what. I Exactly. It is the Marino principle. We shall dub it the Marino principle here on the Six Rings podcast. You cannot assume any of this. I don't know if you saw that uh, video that was that went viral Sunday morning. The pass Jordan Love made when he didn't need to with just under a minute left to midfield was awesome. the exact same bad pass that Favre made in a Vikings uniform to ruin their chance at winning an NFC championship. Had the Packers prevailed. It was about 20 years of experience. <laughs> I know, but ultimately similar, though, which is crazy. That said, if the two teams had a chance, if the Packers advanced and they played the Lions, I would have taken the Packers. Um, I probably would have too. I like the Packers right now. I think I, oh, yeah. they, they just lost to football math, the old school football math where seven beats three. Every time you can't kick field goals, you can't go in the red zone that often and come away with six points on four drives right. or whatever the hell it was. You just, you'll, you'll lose. You always regret it. And they learned that lesson and Left I think money on the table. Love, yep. Jordan yep. love learned his lesson. Like know the situation that was not a gotta go for it you know no matter what here situation when he threw that ball and it it burned him it it just did but they're a their future is bright you're right you don't assume but when you have that many young weapons and Aaron Jones is what changed that team is his was it five straight games with 100 yards he bounced Dude out found the a second wind yep. holy moly he changed that team but wow. uh that was disappointing cuz i just i hate to see teams play that well and lose and yeah it just it i don't know and there's something likable about them too like the young receivers oh, yeah. are, a are a lot of fun they all do different things and i i just love like i kind of love the whole jordan love thing like you know aaron joe aaron Rodgers walks out of town like put this in your good accounts i'm i'm done with this place like i'll, like, I'll go somewhere else whatever have fun with you now he's been effusive in his praise for jordan love maybe not so much the head coach management ownership etc although they are the people's team. Um, I just kind of love the fact that they're like, hey, Aaron, you know what? Um, we're going to go further than we did with you, and we probably should have done one thing that you never really could do, which was beat the 49ers as well. Like the future, if they can keep that focus, if Lafleur can improve his in-game coaching just a bit, if they can coach out the Farvian tendencies of love and maybe just maybe get like, whoever the highest price safety that might not be Kyle Duggar on the market and have a good draft. The pack is going to be competing with the lions for the NFC North and for a super bowl appearance for a while to come. They're great. The, the flip side of that game is I thought Brock Purdy was thoroughly unimpressive, was not very good. Um, I don't know if it was small hands, wet ball. They had that one highlight of something I've never seen with a guy drying his hand off mid play. He took his right hand off the ball, wiped it on his hand, picked it and then threw it. But you could tell from minute one, I think his first pass was like a swing pass to McCaffrey on the left that mm -hmm. he threw right into the ground. And I was like, uh, what's uh -oh. that now? What, what are you doing? You should yeah. be able to shot put that over there. The, also, 
Um, Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, is just so effing che- good. He, he, cheat he code. changed the league. He changed the absolute league. You know, it was too bad that Debo goes out, um, you know, including for my parlay that had Debo over 60 yards from scrimmage that mm-hmm. I would have liked to have nailed but didn't because he was out. Um, I, I The NFC title game with the Lions uh, taking care of their business blowing out uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay sort of, I guess, midnight struck a little bit on them. Um, the Lions Although I do play. like Baker Mayfield. I, I hope he stays sure. in Tampa. Like, good for him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You hope he stays in Tampa? Well, I mean, if he comes to New England, he may well win the starting job for a couple of years, which wouldn't necessarily be such a bad thing. So, uh, so as no, to I'm allow- advocating that Jordan Love is the latest example of forced redshirt years for drafted quarterbacks. Yeah. Owners, you can't mm-hmm. play them year one. Because you're ruining more than you are helping. Yes, there's a C.J. Stroud, but for every C.J. Stroud, there's three Bryce Youngs and a Zach Wilson mixed in with mm-hmm. a Mac Jones or whoever else. So forced red shirt years. I don't. I, Baker Mayfield has been really good this year. Um, yeah, and he even is. in that game. I mean, his first pick, he hit Mike Evans in the hands. It's not his fault Mike Evans deflected it like a freaking set in volleyball. And the last one was, you know, just trying to make a play down a touchdown a minute left. That that was a Baker Mayfield pass. No, but dude, they they absolutely love him there. Dude can still spin it. He's got the chutzpah, the stones, the moxie, all those intangibles as well. He's a gamer. Shame on you for letting him walk out the door and never showing him any love for winning your first game after forever. And also your first playoff game in Forever Cleveland, but he he could potentially be available. I had heard tale of you know the, on WFAN our sister station this morning they were talking about yeah he could maybe do three for one twenty with sixty million guaranteed like a Daniel Jones esque deal for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen in New England. Um, I don't know. They got cash to burn, according to their head coach, who's making a lot of decisions right now. I I, I have no idea. I don't think it's gonna happen. I still think they're going to draft a quarterback, but um, Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins? Uh, Baker Mayfield. I think I would go Baker Mayfield, too, um, because I think Baker Mayfield, for all his faults, has been through enough that this is not a ready-made team. A ready-made team, I'd take Kirk Cousins. If I had all the pieces, I'd say Kirk Cousins can win. Yep. But I think You can Baker, just drop him, drop him yeah. in for modest success, whereas Baker like knows what it's like to eat S and have right. to turn. Yeah, no, I, uh, so I, okay. Um, but getting back to the NFC title game with, I think I am the only person on the planet that roots against the lions because I hate Jared Goff. I despise Jared Goff. I thought he was soft as puppy poo at times in that game. Um, I think the 49ers, assuming it's not raining and assuming Purdy can play representative football. Um, I think the 49ers are going to curb stomp the lions and just, wow. I think Jared right. Goff will be a puddle of goo and poo mixed on the uh, surface. We'll see if that offensive day. line and the kneecap biters have anything to say about that. We will get to that later in the week when we make our championship Sunday predictions. A um, couple last words here because we're a little over time, but we're still having fun talking football with you good people here on Six Rings. we got to talk Bill's Chiefs. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the best I just episodic like- television in all of sports. I mean, each and every year, these guys just go at like four years in a row. The bills have been bumped from the playoffs unceremoniously three out of those four. It has been at the hands of the chiefs in an AFC championship. And then in a divisional round, the famous 13 seconds game or infamous, depending on where you're from and who you root for last year, they just completely no show because they're emotionally spent in the divisional round against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And this year in a game, Quite frankly, they should have won. 
Yeah. Not only do they not only do they not at least push it to overtime, but they have to live with the two worst words in the history of Buffalo and Buffalo sports wide right hanging over their head for at least another offseason. And oh, by the way, if you haven't seen the likes of Adam Schefter have tweeted this out. If you haven't seen the number of free agents and contracts they have to deal with this offseason, Buffalo is like already $50 million over the cap next year. Steph Diggs has lost a step. Gabe Davis might cash in somewhere else. Yes, I know Khalil Shakir is a real ball player. He's mm, excellent. That's my guy. I know. You and I Giardi both. You and Giardi. But I know all of us did. You and Giardi most especially as well. Uh, James Cook, breakout season. That's great. Kincaid, real deal. Holyfield and Dal uh, Dawson Knox, not too shabby either. But they got some issues to deal with. That that said, what a game. What an, yeah. I, I mean... What a I game. think the Bills will be fine. Um, Josh Allen is one of my three, four, five favorite players in the NFL to watch. Um, as I tweeted last night, you people that root against him and think he's a oh, turnover machine and this and that. Uh, I went a long time. Uh, 54 minutes in before my first you people, that's going to be a new record here. He's got, he had over 50 combined touchdowns on the season, he's even though that involved two playoff games. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, if you don't like watching him play, you don't like football, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. he is football. Um, especially the modern football. And I know he flops a little bit, but even that is part of modern football. That's just the reality. But he missed a touchdown. Um, Diggs Steph dropped Diggs a touchdown troll. and Bass missed a kick. Like they can't, there's they have to be Spider-Man meme if they want to point fingers because they're all pointing at each other. And the margin for error against Kansas City when Kansas City even doesn't have their A game or their best game going is yep. this slim. When Kansas City kind of does, that was the best their offense. That was like their second best offensive performance of the year. You had Valdez Scantling making a couple catches. You didn't have any dropsies. Rasheed Rice was playing well. Isaiah Pacheco doing his thing, and I mean Jason, not Travis. Jason doing his thing up in the crowd. And both of them, both of them doing this. Oh my God! If you're not a Jason Kelsey, it, I, the fact that he took over the game and people were like Taylor, who's there? I saw this the big shirtless dude who shared a shot of his phone that the dot like. He had Mama as the name of his wife, and Mama texted him mid-game and said, tell Dad his boobs are showing on TV. Oh, my. If you don't love... And then yet still, he grabbed a young Bills fan and brought her into the booth so she could wave hi and say hi to Taylor Swift. Like, I'm sorry. He's the, yep. He is the best freaking guy in the NFL. Well, I, and fun. I think Travis Kelsey's a fraud. I think Jason Kelsey's genuine. I'm a big Jason Kelsey fan. Now, I know he's also a lineman, and they, they're they better dudes, and they just live in a different world. Yeah. But to me, the photo that or the lasting video photo memory isn't him in the crowd. It isn't even him up front doing his thing. It's when Mahomes' wife and Swift are, like, celebrating and going nuts. And in the background, you just see Jason Kelsey with his boobs out, just drinking a beer like this just in the background. Big, hairy belly, and he murders a Labatt's and then just throws it. He must have had at least 20 Labatt's. Got oh, he was – well, it started – you see him drinking out of a bowling ball in the parking lot? Oh, yeah, that's that – so Pinto Ron, the world-famous Buffalo Bills tailgater, who no. cooks bacon on the hood of his car – pizza in a file cabinet and they do shots out of a bowling ball he visited the famous tailgate which i'm sure will be detailed on the new heights podcast uh you haven't lived until you've done a shot out of the bowling ball by the way yeah i'm good it's good times i don't like to do shots in general but I ne neither do i i stopped doing shots years ago but that said if i was ever to do one again it would definitely be out of pinto ron's bowling ball uh Oh yeah, dude was a dude was a mood and a vibe and everything all together and just added to the theater of it um i honestly i i was too sleepy because I was sick this weekend to 
tweet very much out over the weekend and nobody missed those tweets at all. But that said, nope. I would say, eh, go after yourself. I would absolutely right now, 100%. If you told me like, you can see, would you sign on for chiefs bills at that kind of level for the next three to five years? Hell yes, I would. Because while people want to make their jokes about like, that's not Brady versus Manning. That's Brady versus Rivers. Or that's that's Brady versus Roethlisberger. Okay. But at the same time, Brady Manning was super lopsided to a point until the other one broke through. And then the playing field leveled up a little bit as well. This is definitely the closest thing we have. Not Burrow Mahomes. Uh, Allen versus Mahomes is your new Brady Manning or the closest thing to it. And it's great. But earmuffs to Patriots fans because they don't want to hear this reality. Um, but if you get Joe Burrow back healthy, I would love, I'd sign up for like five years of Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes being the yeah. divisional round weekend, whatever combinations you want to put together before you go mm -hmm. to the AFC title game with those combinations. I mean, those four guys are, I think personally, four of the most talented and also fun to watch football players. The NFL has to offer. And oh, that's yeah. why I actually wrote in my Sunday seven. That Chiefs-Bills game was a reminder to the Patriots like what you used to be, both in terms of dominated the division, always went to the AFC title game, Chiefs and Bills, and also what you're not close to being because they have franchise quarterbacks that they can just pencil in for the playoffs and you don't. You were there. They wanted to be you. They surpassed you, and now you want to get back to them or at least near them and hopefully one day again on the top as well. Look, you tell me the Patriots made it back to the wild card round within the next two seasons. They have a winning record, and they're fun to watch. Please, yes, boy, howdy, and thank you. I am in, and we are out. That is your Six Rings and Football Things podcast. A whole lot of everything. Mayo Monday, the coordinator search, who are you talking to, divisional round reactions, the Belichick latest and so much more. We'll be back in a couple days. I'm sure Mike Catholic will have a little something to offer midweek as well. We'll give you our championship Sunday predictions. And if anything changes at any point in Patriots Nation, you can always count on you guys, Fitzy and Hat, to jump right into the sixth ring and tell you what's up. For Terp, for everyone at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports, this has been the latest and always greatest six rings in football things. We bid you good day. God bless. And as always, excuse me, wait a second before I wrap up. Just our thoughts and prayers go out to our pal Doug Kide of the Boston Herald, uh, whose young daughter Hallie lost her battle with leukemia at the age of two over the weekend. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's jarring. It's nauseating. It's every parent's worst nightmare. It's also just a nightmare if you know Doug, if you know anyone, if you consider anyone a colleague, a friend, or someone you say hello to when you pass by them in the hallway on the way to work, or if you're just playing a decent person and a human. Uh, no one should ever have to know that struggle, that heartbreak, or that sorrow. And um, Doug, we love you, buddy. Our thoughts are with you. Our thoughts are with your family. There is a GoFundMe you can contribute to. You can also send him a nice message on Twitter. It's at Doug Kide, K-Y-E-D. And hopefully uh, some of us uh, that are podcasters, reporters, personnel, whatever, a bunch of us are hopefully going to get together sometime soon at one of our favorite breweries, put together some sort of show for money to help the family, a memorial, a scholarship, whatever it may be. But in the interim, send good thoughts, hug the ones you love, make every moment count, um, and enjoy what you got because you never know when it's going to go. Um, to the Kide family, we send nothing but the best. And to you, the listeners, thanks as always. Um, that'll do for now. Uh, go Pats, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.